1929 Boys and Girls Clips of El Paso Empowering Kids podcast is all about shared stories as we make a difference in the life of kids who need us most. Topics include community needs, success stories, special guests, and more. We hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. Ten years ago, Calhoun Flower Farms planted a few flowers in between the rows of pecan trees on their farm. With a lot of love and a little bit of luck, they blossomed into the largest specialty cut flower farm in southern New Mexico. They are known for their colorful selection of annuals and perennials and the magical ways they make their specialty creations unique and memorable. This jewel of a farm is owned and operated by the Calhoun family, a fourth-generation farming family committed to growing and delivering the most beautiful blossoms in all of the land. Let's welcome Susanna Calhoun. Thank you so much for having yes. me today and being part of this podcast episode. I think it's very important to share with the community about your farm. So tell me a little bit about you, first of all. Oh, well, thanks for having um, all of us on the farm. I know it's just me right now, but um, it takes a village for sure. Um, I am 31 years old. I am a middle daughter um, of three sisters. And um, we are family farmers, so we've been farming for a while. And um, I actually was one of the ones we all kind of, in a way, fell into it, um, in, into flower farming. And I, I truly fell in love with it once when my sister, my older sister, um, asked me to pull weeds once at a um, small farm she was leasing, and she had a few rows to grow flowers on. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what are you doing? You're, you're growing flowers. And uh, so I went out there, pulled some weeds, and I, I literally, I fell in love with it that moment. I was by myself. And um, so our older sister really introduced us to flower farming. And I was on a totally different path. Um, and it flower farming in a way introduced me to all my other passions and uh, so that's kind of how this beautiful thing called life happens and um, that's a little bit about me but um, so tell me a little bit more about that your other passions yeah so I really adore painting I love vintage and history which it is so amazing all of I call them history souvenirs and um, that originally was my whole goal and passion when I started college. I, I dropped out at 19 and um, I wanted to be an art historian. I wanted to sell art at Christie's and um, life kind of happened to me at, uh, early in my early 20s. And um, I went a totally different route. I came back to, I'm a boomerang. I, I left and I came <laughs> back and um, and that was when flowers showed themselves and we got into events originally. Um, we started out attempting wholesale, which we figured out was very difficult. And then we also kind of segued into events and we realized there was a real deficit in um, bringing real aesthetic pieces to events and how much they actually create and complete an atmosphere and it was really interesting to begin to see people appreciate the little details and it actually also went back into flowers and how we want to 
show the detail and the beauty of naturalness and gardening and farming and flowers. And so it was just, it was kind of one of those things. And it, um, so we started buying up vintage and we started um, restoring it. And <laughs> I started volunteering at an archive and none of this would have happened without flowers. And um, so we started something called Knox Auctions, which we put together for a while when we specialized in events where we would um, style different events but purely only with vintage pieces and with pieces from the area and often so many people would ask us what where was this from what is this doing? so it, it started conversations it had people start to ask themselves what do I have at my home like not in a not in a bad way but more like how can I make my environment make me feel this way and it also inspired people to be able to find these items without paying so much and to know that you can have this beautiful eclectic collection that is you and curated to you and um, you can do it yourself. So those actually came together because of flowers and I was introduced back into the archive and history from an old client and my grandparents, they said, go, go volunteer here, you like history. And that idea sparked with flowers. So that was kind of one of, one of the things I really like. And um, so I love traveling and um, just, just continuing to be present. I've noticed that also kind of embracing nature and the people around me can do so much. And I think I never ever realized that until flowers came into my life. So. Well, thank you for bit. sharing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of things. And and when you look about your life's purpose, uh, it's not just a career, but it really is a purpose. And I think it's a family legacy. Mm. What do you think about that? It certainly is. We actually, <clears throat> so this year is a little different for us season, season wise. And um, a lot of it is because of that. Um, so in terms of, um, can you remind me of your the last part of your question? Yes, legacy. So okay. your legacy. Yeah, it's sorry. a legacy. <laughs> um, so we were talking about our three rules for this year. So normally we're kind of all guns blazing. We um, have been so blessed to continue to grow and double every year where um, we weren't fully defining our goals and um, this year we had to sit back and say what are these goals and so we had to ask ourselves do we want is this a short-term farm do we want this to go on for generations is this just to create a ripple effect so other people can start farming um, and we had a discussion and we realized that we wanted our kids to um, walk on these fields in some way, shape, or form. Whether it wasn't this physical farm, um, but to be able to have this in some way down the line and like understand and, and be able to continue what it's done for people. Um, so we just asked ourselves that question because um, we want it to continue to do what it's doing, exactly what it's doing, which is inspiring people to think outside the box and to know that 
flowers can be grown in the desert and that it doesn't have to be perfect all the time. And um, so we want that to be our legacy and we want this to continue. So we've made three rules um, this year in how we do business, which is mental, spiritual, and physical health. Um, soil rejuvenation, which I'll definitely talk about that later, but um, we realized that though we also need rest, our soil needs rejuvenation. And um, it also goes into our legacy where we want people to take our products, whether that's a bath bomb or a candle or a bouquet, and take wellness from whatever that product was in a long-term way. So whatever the colors and the bouquet inspired them to think and do that week and then to spread that to another person or to nostalgically remember the beautiful moments of a desert rain um, in these products and how you felt in that moment and, and wanting to have that continue, whether it's to conserve nature or to educate yourself on a desert environment we want it to continue and so we made these three rules the third is family um and if any of our decisions don't line up with those three rules we won't do them <laughs> and um which is also almost nerve-wracking so um we really asked ourselves some questions regarding legacy and it's it's been incredibly revealing um we've learned a lot about ourselves in a way and um we know that we want this to continue but to teach people that things are ever evolving we started out with one goal and we realized we had to try so many different things to come up with a good combination that we think is healthy and good for us and then to focus on that and to move it forward and whatever the future brings. That's beautiful. It really is. You guys are so inspirational. I got to visit your farm on two separate occasions. One of it was doing wreaths and you were the instructor. It was so fun. It was so good. And it was outside under the lights, no wind. Oh, it was such a beautiful night. It was a beautiful night. Then there was this other brunch on a Saturday mm -hmm. also, and I loved it. Um, I got to meet your grandparents this morning. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. I feel like that's actually the right type of order. <laughs> and it was just so interesting to, uh, to I think it, it was meant for us to meet. And the reason is they're farmers. Mm -hmm. And ranchers, yeah. And ranchers and all that, that history that comes. How did that play a part with Calhoun Farms? And how long has Calhoun Farms been in place? Sure, so it's going on its seventh year, but um, the Calhoun name, my, starting with my older sister, has been farming for over 10 years, flowers in the state. Um, it actually plays a huge, huge part. Um, when we first started out, we didn't even realize what a blessing we had to have a family dynamic. There's a lot of pros and cons for sure with any business dynamic. Um, but they have pure, so inspired us in many ways, but they have shown us through ranching and being this close to us. We're so grateful to have our grandparents this close and our family this close, um, that there's a real need to have a family dynamic in the business culture, actually. Um, and so the, I think just 
in that way it has inspired so much but they have also been able to give perspectives from they have lived through multiple wars multiple droughts um my grandparents were born during the dust bowl so they they have witnessed and seen new mexico change in so many ways so they've been able to offer such perspective in terms of the land and the biggest thing i think i've learned from them is that just the amount of respect that farmers and ranchers have for the land is so beautiful it, it really is like a poem in a way because because they're stewards they have to figure out science they have to figure out um timing and what people want so they're in business but they also have to literally talk to these plants and, and maintain a relationship with living things and that's that's such an honor to be able to do so that's one of the biggest things i've learned from them but family business i would say um we've had so many people from different corporate jobs uh, it's now such a pattern that i really believe that this is a need um that we've had so many people from corporate um avenues come to the farm or take a workshop primarily because they really needed either some sense of emotion some sense of um, connection to nature um, and the other thing I've noticed in business is that when you have an emotional connection um, you're able to get through and communicate faster often what I've seen when you don't necessarily engage the emotional side which is very common in business right it's very often black and white and like very rigid and granted there's a few professions that still need that rigidness however even the rigid jobs have emotion in them that's still an emotion and when you're more in tune with nature you are much more in tune with those emotions and what we've found is across the board a family dynamic can create different barriers that can be overcome faster if that makes sense so they by creating a family dynamic in a way in a business culture you can get through problems faster i've found you can really integrate different patterns of a family dynamic into a corporate world and farming can create a bridge between these different cultures i think and uh, so that's what we've found in family business is that it's really helped build a bridge of different things because everyone has some version of a family, right? It doesn't have to be blood, but everyone has an idea of a family and you can continue to define that. And um, that type of environment we found to be very successful and nurturing to our employees, but our consumers, well, they feel it. They, they feel the emotion. I think your flowers are at Whole Foods, is that correct? Yes, yes, they are. And let me tell you, th these flowers, uh, that was my first introduction to your farm. I didn't oh, know. Okay. I didn't okay. know that you guys were su suppliers for these flowers. But let me tell you, every time I see them, they spark joy in me. <laughs> they really do. And when I found out that it was you guys, I was like, yes, it, it, it is. It does transfer. It doesn't just stay there where you're at, but anywhere that your product is at, you get it. You get wow. to see it. You feel it. It's powerful. 
what they do is inspire joy and it continues to trickle from there we've seen it ripple through time and just one bouquet of flowers can do so much yes so with that why a flower farm it could have been anything right but why a flower farm (laughs) um definitely have to give that one to our older sister emily um when she was younger she actually um she's by trade and degree she's an anthropologist but she um traveled greatly into ecuador um about 10 closer to 15 years ago um which is now where about 72 percent of america's flowers are grown actually um that percentage used to be reversed we actually used to grow a great deal of our flowers um it used to be a higher percentage almost to the 80s so we're we're knocking that percentage down which is great um she was very inspired but also heartbroken by the the inhumane practices that were going on during that time a lot has changed technology has helped those practices however they still go on and she was very riveted by that i think because she saw that like you did and um so many that flowers are supposed to be from start to finish a beautiful joyous experience that will continue and for someone somewhere whoever cut these it was not that and like you said those emotions emulate they eventually catch up and they eventually turn around and and so she was very inspired by the slow flower movement, which which really encouraged the naturalness of flowers and it encouraged American farming. Um, and when I say the naturalness, the, there's some real advantages to growing in Ecuador. For example, so many people have heard of the term long stem roses, right? Mm-hmm. The, there isn't really a whole lot of romance to it, ironically. <laughs> so the long stem roses, primarily came out of a logical eureka moment someone had when they figured out that most flowers will grow straight on the equator because the axis is the straightest there. So Mm -hmm. the flowers will be the most consistent and straight, but like humans, no one is super straight, super tall, super, you know, everyone's different, just like every, every single flower. So what that has done though is it has created a misinterpretation of flowers and it didn't really allow an american consumer to educate themselves about what is growing right because we're so obsessed with instant gratification and now everyone knows that roses are available all the time technically roses in america are not available all the time and so flower farming allows people in a community to be educated about what can grow when. And um, that was one of the big inspirations from um, Emily, our older sister, when she took that away was just the start to finish experience of flowers must must be beautiful. And um, some of the practices weren't. So that, that was kind of the beginning. Okay. 
You touched about, you, we've danced around the entire of the idea of your why, but if you were to, to tell us in a sentence, what is Calhoun Flower Farms why? Hmm. Why do you do what you do? <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> that's that's hard, you know, and sometimes that for me is something that I always want to touch base and, and, and it's a personal thing. When you're like, why why do I get up every morning? Why do I do everything that I do? Does it have a purpose? Why? I would definitely, if I had to even just narrow it down to one word, because I love to talk, so <laughs> <laughs> I would say to flourish overall. Um, I think my goals and um, different whys have changed since the beginning, because I am not by any means the same person that I was when I started, so, and it's because of flowers. They've I think made me a better person and I think I've continued to flourish and I think everyone just wants to figure out what their flourish is like how are they going to make an impact and how can they help other people I I feel I used to be very selfish and I think I still am but um, flowers have definitely made me think of what's bigger than myself so to the continued discovery of a beautiful world is definitely part of it. I love it. Wow, you got me on that one. I, I got you on that one. You know, it's such a simple question, but it's so powerful, right? Yeah, and we've been talking about a lot of really deep questions this year, and so many things, we've, so much has changed in seven years. I mean, people are grasping that flowers can grow in the desert and that was definitely not the case when we started we were definitely on the crazy side <laughs> when we started so i'm so glad that that's all changing i love it and i love that and let me put it in an analogy flowers growing in desert so um with our kids the kids that need us the most at the boys and girls club sometimes you know, the odds are against them. Mm -hmm. They don't have all of the resources. They don't, they're lacking many things, but at the end of the day, they're going to flourish. Mm -hmm. They're going to prosper. So uh, I love that, that you shared. So tell me a little bit, we're gonna move into another question. What do you do at a flower farm? <laughs> you not do at a flower farm? Because actually, Perfect example is we were looking for birthday candles yesterday and we ended up having to make a makeshift one, but we actually had candles. We have food dye. We have so many things you wouldn't even think are on a flower farm. So it's like everything happens here because it is a beautiful bridge of nature, but also still you are embracing like an actual culture of like that's not in nature, right? Like you're mainly selling to cities. So you're talking to all kinds of people, but you're also talking to bugs. So you'll start and you'll get <laughs> up really early in the morning and you greet all of your teammates and you greet the sun, which is 
a beautiful, like we're so lucky we get to greet the sun every day. And um, we harvest, which is one of the, like, I think that's a very sacred act actually is to sever things from the ground. I think that's a, a privilege we have as humans. And um, we, we do that in order to continue to help other things grow. So that's what we do at the beginning. And then we'll transfer on through to some good old farm work. So we love pulling weeds here and weeds love growing here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a beautiful match in heaven here. Usually the weeds win, but we're really trying. We never give up on pulling weeds. So that's in the middle of the day. Um, we stay hydrated. Um, that's the really cool part is that every day is different. And um, you still also feel like a badass at the same time because you can go into triple digit heat and, and literally combat the elements and still remember that mother nature like will always win <laughs> like and uh, it's this beautiful respect that you have with it so you you get that every day and then you come in here and you get to embrace your creative side because you still have to take whatever nature has given you that day and turn it into an interpretation of beauty and joy and um happiness for someone else and flowers do that already on their own but you need to make it in a, in a cool way that also makes you you i love that our designs help people say oh that's for from calhoun it's not better or worse but it's it's identifiable it's a signature yes so it's really cool to be able to have that creativity embraced by other people and other people embrace that creativity and make it their own um so you get a little bit of that and then we also have to nurture and maintain so we clean every single day we um, make sure all of our buckets are hydrated um cooler isn't clean right now that my sister i hope my sister heard that mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not clean right now but it has to get clean soon um and then we also have event prep so we've really dove into agrotourism because it's it's another ripple effect of positivity for i think a community and so um we prep for our events at the end of the day and then um we get ready for the next week so we'll look ahead because you are taking care of so many live things you also have to remember when things need water when it's best to plant certain things so you will also plan ahead so you get a little every day it's just different that's that's a day for you oh wow <laughs> <I> think <laughs> and now this question I, I really like and it's what is something surprising that the general public doesn't know about flower farming Hmm. That it is. Mm, one that it can be done here, but I think the biggest thing is that for the most part, flowers can rejuvenate an ecosystem. Literally, almost anywhere, um, but they bring if especially if you read about the ones that you want to bring into a specific place they can combat bugs that are already there 
um, you can combine flowers in a certain way to really not necessarily need any type of pesticide or herbicide ever again. You can double your pollinators. Um, you can get bees back out where bees have gone away. You can attract butterflies, which is massive. Um, so flowers can, can rejuvenate. Awesome. Yeah. How do you and Calhoun Flower Farms make a difference for others? Well, hopefully by just putting a smile on their face, but but especially I think inspiring. Um, I think inspiring farming in general. Um, that was a huge one. I told people, I don't know about my other sisters, but I certainly was one of the sisters that was like, I am never ever going to be a farmer <laughs> ever <laughs> i was not that daughter i was super okay with like working at christie's in new york that was my vision <laughs> and um same with my uh, our older sister um she'll tell you she was like i'm not driving the tractor no way <laughs> <laughs> so, so it just, yeah, it kind of threw us for a whirl. Um, I got on a deviated track there, but, um, so yeah, I forgot the question. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. How you're making a difference for the oh, community. God. <laughs> okay. So basically that is that em to embrace the unexpected because flowers in the desert is unexpected. People that have been through hell it sucks but and they usually end up making the most beautiful flowers of people and lessons and um so if people like just thought this would be really easy i think a lot of people would be farming but um farming has been able to um open doors that i ended up wanting to be opened and it's made me closer to the earth and it's made me Holy cow. It's made me a much better person. Thank you. I think it helps reconnect people to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So very important, right? So, and I, th but I think that there's a real stereotype with farming. I had it. I mm -hmm. was just like, I don't want to get dirty or I, I am not going to make very much money, which is true. <laughs> but um, I, I just had so many stereotypes with farming, and I think farming and agriculture is on its own island sometimes. And I hope that flower farming can create this bridge between agriculture and other cultures, and that the unexpected is beautiful, and it just helps you reconnect completely, just like Lillian said. I love it. I love it. Um, this summer, the Boys and Girls Clubs of El Paso will be visiting your farm. Uh, what will the day look like for the kids? <laughs> We're so excited. Um, so it, farming also, there's so many professions built into this farming thing, y'all. Let me tell you. So if you have ADHD, this is great. Like. It's perfect for anyone like me that has ADHD. You can go all over. Um, so you get to embrace the kids' side too as a farmer. So we tried to put ourselves in the life of who we were when we were 
much younger and how we would want to feel and what we would might want to learn and what we actually did take away when we were that age. So we're going to be working on a few different things. The first thing is some identifications, like just see what the kids see. Like, what do you see in this massive field? There's so much going on. Um, so we're going to work on different identifications and seeing what they see and then teaching them a few things that they might not see and who knows they might identify them and so we'll be doing a few stations like that we'll also be doing some creative stuff so they'll be getting to draw their perspective of the farm um and then we'll also be planting so we're gonna do some stations and rotate because you know we've got to be entertained how exciting <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be an awesome week it's gonna be so fun <laughs> Uh, what offerings do you have other than the products that you have? But uh, we've visited the farm in several locations. What do you offer and how can the community take advantage of your offerings? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Thank you. So um, we're really switching it up this year a little bit. Um, we're narrowing down our avenues because we're really wanting to enforce local economy. Um, we are now finally able to embrace wholesale. So we will be um, actually closing our retail online shop in order for our products to be focused at local vendors. So it will be at Picacho Coffee Roasters in Las Cruces, Pharmacia, Savage Goods in El Paso, Whole Foods, and then we have a few other vendors that we will hopefully be announcing soon. Um, and the other way is also agro-tourism. So we'd love to have you out at the farm. So what we figured out is that the farm equals fun. <laughs> and, and so um, we have developed and curated a beautiful line of events for the next two and a half months and um, that includes all types of education and wanderings so recently we also had a sketch group here we had um, yoga is coming up this weekend so different things like that we also have brunches we have you picks which will be happening very consistently starting next weekend um, and you picks focus on a variety that's blooming in the moment so it shows you again what's growing what can grow and it allows you to pick whatever you can and put it in the vessel that we provide to you um, while learning how to cut, while learning how to harvest, and um, learning about the plant. So we'll be doing quite a few events um, and you can find out all on our website as well as um, subscribing to our emailing um, list. Um, it's very good and we don't email often. So <laughs> so when it is, it's packed full of stuff. Um, and then let's see what else. Um, our workshops are pretty big um, and we offer a a la carte program for our events. So we don't offer custom this year. We want to again, show what is blooming in the season. So our a la carte items are high design and are aesthetically our signature for our custom clients, but we have made them accessible in a a la carte brochure form. And you can basically shop these items that are normally in our custom sector. And they are available to all in all budgets. And um, that has been 
our our groove actually um so we don't have any color palettes we use what is blooming so what is oh. in nature so that allows us to um also it's less stress on the farmer um there's so much stress and pressure on people who are making your food and um, producing it it just allows for a much better flux um of unpredictability and to to know that farming isn't perfect so yeah. how do you come up with all of these ideas <laughs> that might be the hardest question so far actually um so there is there is a madness to it i think um so uh, it's again actually we i would like to touch on the family dynamic again because some of the ideas i have thrown out at the people working with us would like would have put me in a padded room if i was in a corporate if I, I think if i was in a corporate like boardroom suggesting these ideas i really think i would have been locked up but my family completely embraced and trusted my ideas in um certain ways and i think it created an environment for everyone to bring also their crazy ideas and sometimes again when you get a different perspective you can find some really cool answers mm -hmm. so um the process is really being inspired and have being in an environment where you can embrace all parts of your brain and let it go because without my family trusting some of these ideas like who knows <laughs> so i'm so grateful um because i didn't have to have that filter i had i was able to say hey we should make creosote even though we forage it for it on the side of the road and we're in the desert but everyone likes this smell what do you think like we should turn it into a candle um same with also again it goes back to harnessing your emotions like we would get very nostalgic there was a time where I didn't think during COVID, I didn't think I was going to be here. I thought I was going to be moving. So I wanted to create a product that reminded me of a desert, of the desert when I wasn't here. And um, being able to create that environment with people that truly accept you for a hundred percent of the crazy, fun, entertaining, unpredictable person that you can be like so many people can be you can still harness that into such a power that it can ripple so the family dynamic allows for us to just throw ideas into the fire and see what happens so i'm, I'm so grateful for that thank you for sharing some of these stories are just so very personal because it is a family dynamic and i love it oh thanks mm -hmm. yeah I'm trying to harness that sometimes but here we are <laughs> okay. and the last question um, from me and then I'll open it up to any last remarks that you'd like to share what what is your take on failure oh it's it's absolutely required it is such a need um, and but I think also talking about it so the biggest thing especially with our employee environment is mistakes because one there are so many tools out here there are so many 
possibilities for risk and injury and um but also again you are taking care of live things and so that means the future of living organisms is in your hands and when you make a mistake you can't necessarily be like oh two weeks later oh yeah i forgot to water those that's why they're dead <laughs> hello it still might happen but um but those things are very important right because then that ripples because for example if they didn't water one row that has 600 plants in it that has the projected value of i don't know two hundred dollars a plant plus that's gone the potential value for that is totally gone just by one mistake but if you're really worried and you're like oh my god i forgot to, I forgot, I forgot to do that so what we evoked is the subconscious so we um, have everyone sign the honor code including us and um and remind people and say hey it's okay just tell us if you did it like that's all we want to know <laughs> other than that it's all good the problem is when you don't say something right and it's the same with humans or if something's going on like what if you didn't say something and someone was potentially in danger or something so um it it allows you to have again a much better in tune with your intuition because for the most part everyone has it everyone knows when they've probably made a mistake it's just about what you do after and farming has completely allowed us to embrace being super honest with yourself and knowing that you are 100 percent going to mess up <laughs> yes and uh so when you've embraced it it's so much easier to get over later and um i don't want to curse but so one of our old um managers who is now hiking the appalachian trail we feel so lucky to be a stepping stone for all these incredible people that have gone on to do all these incredible things but she started this this thing where if you mess up you just have to yell it <laughs> and it works like I'm telling you if you're having an issue right now where you're like you know what I'm noticing or I'm kind of messing up but I have a real issue in saying if I messed up and it's like don't write a book about it it's okay but you should just say it so what she does is at the top of your lungs luckily we're in an outdoor space <laughs> so it's fine but at the top of your lungs just scream I messed up or the F word whatever <laughs> but like scream it everything's better <laughs> everything is better and so it just helps you move forward in the moment because a lot of the time you really are your own worst enemy and a lot of the time it's usually it's a lot of it is in your head and if you just talk about it with someone you'll find out you're not alone and you won't let them feel like they're alone and then you might have just made a best friend in the process because you helped each other fix a problem so we love mistakes basically i love it i love you yeah. embrace it susanna it's been such an honor to be here with you guys um it's it's a beautiful place i wish all of you could see it are there any last things that you'd like to share with our audience just have fun keep it real and um if you if you look at a flower on the side of the road or a person 
Just smile at both. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Some takeaways. Calhoun is a family-owned flower farm. They found the lack of aesthetic flower arrangements and found their place in the markets. Vintage flower arrangements that were made with local pieces and local flowers inspired community by finding the beauty of their surroundings and making their space uniquely their own. They have three rules for running the flower farm. Physical, mental, and spiritual health, soil rejuvenation, and family. Farming can bridge the gaps between cultural, interest, or any gap, and bring people together emotionally. 72% of American flowers are now grown in Ecuador. Please support local. Flowers are a start-to-finish journey of emotion, which travels to the consumer. Mass production of flowers has created a misconception of instant gratification and spread misinformation. Knowing what flowers grow, when, and best in your environment is the best way to have the best emotional outcome. Everyone flourishes, not just flowers. Everyone makes an impact in the world and community. Farmers get to embrace their inner child. They focus on local economy, selling their products in local shops. Ecotourism, failure, and mistakes are required. Key takeaways. Calhoun Flower Farms bring people from different venues of their life together to create a powerful and emotional journey through flowers. The journey of flowers teaches us that everyone flourishes and can make an impact in their community. Thank you for listening.